This episode of the Upper Discussion Podcast is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Launched in Kelowna, BC, and now expanding to Montreal, Whiskey Lane is on a mission to share their obsession with quality food and drinks with growing audiences by keeping the best local flavors on their minds and on their tongues. No matter what your business needs to grow, Whiskey Lane knows how to make it happen. Whiskey Lane, bringing long lines to the producers of specialty food and drinks. Go to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And that's whiskey, the Canadian way, without an E. Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni, and you're listening to episode 306 of Up for Discussion, a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Every week we tackle a different ingredient, dish, or style of cuisine, sharing our favorite recipes and learning from our wonderful guests. Today we're talking all about Canadian food. Before we dig in, I do want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. I think it's important as a settler to acknowledge and recognize and remember that the land that I'm on is not land that I am entitled to in any way, shape, or form, uh, and to engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. Obviously, (laughs) when uh, we're approaching a topic like Canadian food, it's kind of really hard to talk about that without acknowledging that, like, what food is Canadian when Canada is land that was stolen from the people who lived here first, right? Like, there, there is a culture of immigrants here whose food influenced what has become Canadian food culture. Um, But the reality is there's also a lot of foods that are indigenous to this land, whatever you choose to call it, be it Canada or Turtle Island or any of a number of things that you could call this place. Uh, So I am going to be tackling this topic kind of over the course of several episodes, not necessarily in a row, uh, and kind of getting a lot of different takes on what Canadian food is, just because I think that Canadian food, and you're going to hear me put air quotes around that phrase a lot, because I think it's kind of a meaningless phrase. It can mean a whole lot of different things. So um, with that in mind, uh, if you have sort of a connection to and again, in air quotes here, Canadian food that you want to share with me, please feel free to message me uh, any way that you know how, be it on Twitter at Tom Zalatni or by reaching out to the show by email at upfordpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to explore this as thoroughly and as widely as humanly possible, especially if I can find ways to do that from an anti-colonialist perspective. Another quick note before we jump in, I have made a huge mistake today and uh, ate shawarma with garlic sauce right before recording, and uh, (laughs) I don't know if you know this about me, but I have a mild garlic allergy, and every time that I make this very mistake, which admittedly is frequent, uh, it kind of affects my throat a little bit. So if I sound a little strained while I'm reading some of the copy today, that is why. (laughs) If I sound like I'm kind of struggling through intros and mid-rolls and outros and whatnot, it's because I'm having an allergic reaction to my lunch. But you know what? I'll deal with it. 
it's not the first time this has happened. Historically, this is a thing I do a lot. Not the wisest person. Anyway, on with the show. One of my supporters on Patreon, Carlea, requested that I do an episode about Canadian food. Now, like I said before, Canada is a pretty huge country with a wide variety of food cultures from province to province. Lots of heavy immigrant influences on that. And there's a really solid argument to be made for the idea that Canadian food could ideally be represented by like the cuisines of the various indigenous peoples who have been here forever and really among them there's also a really wide variety of foods so when i was asked to talk about canadian food i knew i would need to dedicate a lot more than just one episode to it i'm gonna need to put out episodes about every individual province's food culture every indigenous group's cuisine all the amazing things that make this land exciting gastronomically from from ingredients that grow here indigenously to you know all the different food cultures that are represented here it's a really daunting task um and so i'm not gonna do it in just one episode but i thought who better to help me kick things off this week than award-winning singer-songwriter world traveler and canadian musical powerhouse lauren taggart in this episode we explore lauren's culinary roots the canadian food she loves the most and the hardest french canadian food she's ever tried to pronounce it's a lot of sweets today so i hope that you are ready to uh think about potential desserts that you could be eating because that is kind of the angle that lauren wants to take things from and i am into it speaking of being into it let's get into it my guest on today's episode is none other than lauren taggart lauren is uh you might remember a little while ago former host of the show simon peltier was on and mentioned that he's engaged well lauren is none other than simon's infamous fiance but even more importantly than that one might argue uh (laughs) simon might not argue (laughs) Um, lauren is a singer songwriter performer musician all around incredible talent with killer vocals uh based here in montreal and uh i am very very, very excited to be chatting with her tonight on uh, for discussion. Hi, Lauren. How you doing? Hi. That is a very important part. I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm excited about this. I've been I've been like, so you and Simon got together like since the last time he and I were able to see each other in person, which means we have not gotten a chance to meet yet. So I keep being like, no, oh, it's not legal. Yeah. Simon is is legally the only person I'm allowed to see right now, according right. to the Quebec government. So. So so marriage just sounded like legit. Yeah, it might as well. We're stuck together anyway. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh, to chat tonight because I feel like I I feel like I kind of know you, but I'm excited to like really get to know you and like dive in, you know. Yeah, Zoom Zoom's brought a lot of people together. Yeah. I've I've met so many people online. That didn't sound right, but that that is I'm going to I'm going to stick with that. I kind of always like to give my guests a chance to contextualize themselves a little bit for the listeners uh Mm -hmm. especially in terms of like you know where they grew up and what kind of food they grew up with what kind of food Mm -hmm. they still eat etc so paint us a picture oh my gosh i love this topic so much okay so canadian food i'm so passionate about canadian food so i grew up in alberta but mom is a quebec lady dad was a hungarian man so like that is just meat and bread. <laughs> that is what I grew up on. So dad's famous cook-off was like the chicken a la king or the boulevon. And mom's was the pâté chinois or the shepherd's pie. Sure, like, yeah. That was like our life was like meatloaf and bagels. And oh man, I don't know how I grew up to be like a healthy person, but it was just like meat and breads and like Southern Alberta barbecue. That, was, that was how I grew up. For dessert... A lot of Saskatoon berry pie because we're like prairie people. Sure. And then on the lady days, it was like meat pies. It's like meat pie and meat pies. That's it. 
That's the best picture I can paint. Didn't even know what kale was until I moved to Toronto. And the person I was living with was like eating kale. And I'm like, what is that? And she goes, oh, this is this is a vegetable. And then that's, I, yeah, living in Toronto is when I started to learn like how the, how the city people eat properly. Right. It's funny. I I think Simon is in fact the first person who ever served me kale in any shape or oh form. My God, at I'm least knowingly. Not surprised. <laughs> not surprised in the um, Okay. So so you you grew up in the prairies. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty like. I think that we, because I'm in Montreal and have been for basically forever. Like I lived in Vancouver mm-hmm. till I was six and then moved here. I. Oh, yeah. When I think of like, you know, Canadian food, I have a real bias toward like Quebecois food, but like I feel yeah. like the prairies is really Canada. Like that's kind of the like the Canadian core, you know? The West has some good stuff going on. <laughs> it really does. The what yeah. The West is the best for sure. Quebec well, Quebec's always kind of been like its own entity. Yeah. So I got here and started learning about Quebec food and I'm like I've never heard of it before it's 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 its own thing yeah it very much is and and I think part of that like I mean obviously like anywhere you go within a country as big as this like you're gonna find pockets of individual cultures that kind of develop because of agriculture but like I think Quebec especially tries to be its own thing because there's (laughs) so many separatists you know that it like it does feel really separate from the rest of Canada at least like culturally I think the biggest change since I've moved to Quebec from the prairies was like all the contests I want to enter aren't allowing me to enter them anymore. Oh no. Like, like for our wedding, I keep trying to enter like when your honeymoon or when your bridal dress or Davis right. bridal. And it's like everyone excluding Quebec. And yeah. I'm like, I'm going to pay for this whole thing now just because I've moved provinces. That's wild. I think it's, it's because, um, because Quebec has a like government funded lottery program. They like, they're really, uh, Hello. you know, uh, like a lot of Quebec is like from the government. Right. So I think um, yeah, there's maybe yeah, a monopoly yeah. there on contests. Cause yeah, we can never enter things here. It sucks. So yeah, that kind of, I think gives me a pretty like, solid sense uh, i i gotta say we um i didn't realize this until maybe 20 minutes ago and i messaged you and was yeah. like holy shit what uh i didn't know that you were hungarian on uh on yeah. inside of your family yeah. i am also hungarian which is kind of fun and i Love actually it. was just talking to my hungarian grandpa about uh hungarian oh. food in terms of like new year's eve traditions oh my uh, goodness yes and uh my goodness i i it's funny i don't have like super strong connection to my Hungarian side in terms of like, like my mom spoke it, but only really with my grandparents who mostly only spoke Mm -hmm. it with like each other or relatives on the phone. And like, I didn't grow up speaking it. And like (laughs) my grandparents have, um, I think my great grandparents on either side are like more German and Austrian than Hungarian. So it's really like my grandparents were both born in Hungary, but like my great grandparents Mm -hmm. had immigrated there. So a lot of our like food culture that's been passed down is just sort of like European, like it's kind of, it's all of it, you know? And, uh, and you know, politically that makes a lot of sense with like kind of timeline wise where Hungary and Austria and Germany were at that point. But, um, but as a result, a lot of my like food culture growing up was like, 
you know, schnitzel and like sauerkraut and like things that are like, you know, not strictly Hungarian, but like adjacent. Yeah. Um, so the first Hungarian yeah. recipe that I actually learned how to cook was uh, <laughs> funny enough. Um, Simon and I share a godfather. Um, our godfather, Ed, is Hungarian as well. And uh, he um, taught me how to make chicken paprikash at one point. And uh, that is a dish oh that I still whip gosh. out every once in a while, years I later. I didn't know you guys shared a godfather. Like, that's almost the more exciting part. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I'll ask him about that when he gets home half, in <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> so you have Hungarian roots too, my sir. Well, it's funny. Simon and I, Summer, we're, we're talking about Christmas dinner mm. for next week since, you know, we, we all have to stay home next week and we right. can't see our we're like let's just let's just do our like our own thing let's cook a massive dinner and the hungarian tradition for for christmas is like like a fish soup it's a lot it's like fish heavy sure and like i don't i don't want to do that for christmas <laughs> it just it, i'm like that's that sounds gross i don't know why that sounds gross but the desserts will do for sure but it's like really fish heavy right you'd think it was more like stew but yeah it's not no, so I get yeah, that. We're gonna we're gonna stick to the good old good old American turkey. <laughs> That's it. I'm not, Canadian roast. That's what we'll do. I'm not sure yet what we're doing. Uh, so so this is a weird little like uh, anachronism because people are gonna be listening to this in January, but we're recording it like right before Christmas. So it's mm-hmm. like for us, like the, you know, the holiday has not happened yet. But for you listening at home, you're like, why are you talking about this? It's 2021. We have other things to worry about. Joe Biden got a bionic might arm. not even exist. We don't even know what's gonna happen. Yeah. So to those have made it to 2021 we're so happy that you did congratulations on surviving the uh, catastrophic <laughs> extinction level earthquake or whatever oh my goodness. <laughs> they, i i had a real like life and media boundary blurring moment the other night i was watching Save by the bell and they made a joke about a, an extinction level earthquake and for half a second i was like oh shit how have i not heard about that yet and then remembered i was watching a sitcom at this point i'll just believe anything yeah exactly <laughs> Oh, baby, it's mid-roll time. Just a couple of quick reminders today while my throat closes up, and then we'll get right back to the rest of my conversation with Lauren. First off, we're running a giveaway on Instagram right now, and you can follow us at DownWithTalking and comment on our recent post for a chance to win a $25 gift card for DoorDash. DoorDash brings foods from your favorite restaurant straight to your door, which, uh, if you're in, say, Quebec, like I am, maybe you kind of need food brought straight to your door right now because our government's done a really bad job of handling the pandemic and you can't go outside as much. So, you know, maybe you want that. Anyway, this is basically my way of buying you dinner. So you can go to Down With Talking on Instagram and leave a comment, get a chance to win that $25 DoorDash gift card. You have until January 15th to enter, and then the winner will be revealed very soon after. So uh, by the time this comes out, you still have a few days left. So act fast. The second thing I want to let you know about during this mid-roll is that for the whole month of January, I'll be donating $2 to Raven Trust for every new rating and review you leave for the show on Apple Podcasts. If you don't know, Raven Trust is a charity that helps provide Indigenous people access to legal help, fundraising support, and so much more. You can go to raventrust.com to find out everything about what they're doing, and go leave this show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts to make me donate $2 to them on your behalf. Help me help them make a difference. Lastly, if you're enjoying this episode so far and you're not already subscribed to Up for Discussion, why not hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using to listen? That way you'll always be one of the first people to know when there's a new episode out and you'll never miss a thing. All right, that's enough for me. Let's get back to Lauren Taggart. 
So, Lauren, let's uh, let's get into the like the meat of today's episode is Canadian food. Now, you obviously, you know, you've lived in three provinces now. Four provinces. Four. I've lived in four provinces. Yeah. What's the fourth? Because I know Alberta, Toronto, Montreal. Two of those the are province, not provinces. I lived, but... I lived in the province of Toronto and the province of Montreal in the uh, county of Quebec and Ontario. Yeah. Yes, I've lived all through those. I've also lived on Vancouver Island. I've lived in BC. Okay. Um, my parents live on Vancouver Island, and I, I did the whole like early twenties need to regroup and rediscover myself, move back in with the parents thing. Sure. And it was awesome. It was really really sweet, and they live on Vancouver Island, and it was fantastic. That's so awesome. that, was, that was in the fourth province. My uh, my grandpa still lives out in Port Alberni, BC, which uh, is a little little town in the middle of nowhere. And uh, yeah, I love don't blame him. Yeah, don't blame him. I love it. I could never live there, but I love visiting. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I need I need more than a hundred people as neighbors. Oh I yeah, no, I, no, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> um, okay, so having been you know having being fairly well traveled within Canada, what do you mm-hmm. think is Canadian food? What when I say Canadian food, what is the like thing that kind of punches into your mind and goes, "Pick me, talk about me." I have a, like a full list, <laughs> <laughs> a full list of everything that I just love. Um, okay, can I? I'll share my favorite Canadian dish of all. Favorite Canadian dish is the Nanaimo bar. Yes. Yeah, and my Christmas present this year. From again the lovely Simon who name dropped a few times now. Just a few forgot. Just, just a few, um, yeah. He, he got me a kitten for Christmas. So good. And this kitten's running around right now trying to get her to control herself. But I named her Nanaimo Bar after my favorite dish because she's just so delicious. <laughs> and I had an incident with Nanaimo bars. My brother got married on Vancouver Island. I don't even remember what year it was. Maybe that's why. It, it was such it was such a time. Sure. And my mom and I took like a like a quick road trip up to Nanaimo because I'd always wanted to do a Nanaimo bar tour. It, I don't know why that was so exciting to me, but it was. It was beautiful and it was horrendous as well. <laughs> it was disgusting. Oh my god, it was amazing. We you <laughs> what you get you get to like the the town center of Nanaimo, if you will. And they give you a brochure of all the places you can go try Nanaimo bars. And right. every restaurant cafe has their own take on the Nanaimo bar. When you spend an afternoon just eating butter and sugar. <laughs> oh Yeah, it, no, it, you're going to feel horrible. Awful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I was just a kid, you know, like, why? <laughs> That's amazing. I'm just a child. That was amazing. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that when you said like you went on a Nanaimo bar tour. I was like, yeah, you know, you spend some time, you like try one, a different one every day museum. for a little while. It had not occurred to me that you were just like going around for the day getting oh Nanaimo bars. That's. I ooh. think it was like the third. It was like the third bar. The mom was like, "Do we need to go back to the hotel?" Or do we need to- <laughs> Take a water break or something. <laughs> That's amazing. I Always love. I love Nanaimo bars. I don't get them oh. often enough. My mom used to bake them when I was a kid. They're so. Do you bake them? Oh. I can't remember. No, if there's no baking. Recipe, yeah. If you have a recipe, I'd appreciate. Oh my goodness! I can't even believe. Okay, this just reminded me. I okay. So I lived in Australia, like I don't know, three, four years ago. The fifth Canadian province. Another the county of the of the Canadian Australia, and. 
it I, it overlapped with my birthday. Okay. And I had a Canadian themed birthday party. I don't even know why I didn't even think about to tell you that. So I'm so glad I came up. <laughs> but I had a Canadian themed birthday party. Everyone had to dress up. The playlist was just Canadian musicians, which we can get to later. Right. <laughs> it's hilarious. Canadian apparently is its own genre. Yeah. And I tried to make Nanaimo bars, and I just had, like, they just melted into each other. Oh, no. And it just became this, like, coconut chocolate soup that people just scooped into their cups, and it was awesome. People came dressed up as three things and three things only. Hockey players, stoners, and Mike Myers film characters. That was it. That's incredible. <laughs> we had like maple cake, Nanaimo bars, and a poutine bar. That was that was the Canadian birthday. Oh my it was goodness! Awesome. That sounds great. So good. Yeah, for any for any listeners who have never had a Nanaimo bar. Um, See if you can track one down somewhere. I, I don't know how common they are outside of Canada, but um, it's basically like uh, the bottom. It's a three-layered dessert. The bottom is like um, wafer, nut, coconut kind of mix. The middle is like custard or like heavy butter kind of, like almost a buttercream kind of <laughs> situation. And the top layer is uh, chocolate ganache. And it's usually like chilled so that it's kind of hard. Like I always... All the all the best Nanaimo bars I've eaten, you have to really bite to get through that top layer, right? Straight from the fridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Weirdly, so weirdly enough, the best Nanaimo bars I've ever had are the ones that are like 75 cents at a really sketchy gas station sure. in a small town while you're on a road trip. Those are the best. <laughs> Let's not I discount gas station I, food. Come on. <laughs> I don't recommend like searching for one. It kind of has to come to you. But I've always found those are the best. <laughs> look, you get a you get a crappy hot dog at a Circle K. <laughs> take a look around and see if there's also an Anima bar. And then check the price, and and then you'll know. Yeah, exactly what I'm talking about. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay. So Nanaimo bars, that's fantastic. What's um? Do you have like a? Because so that's like a sweet Canadian dish. Do you have a savory yeah. to to go with it? Not necessarily to pair together, but you know, just a counterpart. <laughs> no, they're all sweets. Um, cause the, uh, Fair enough. Okay, you know what? Actually, you know what I found really funny? Again, I'm going back to all the Canadian countries that I've traveled to outside of Canada. Right. The funniest thing about each like country I've traveled to, because I travel a lot, they always have like a Canadian restaurant, and it's like a like gimmicky, you know? And everything's sure. just flat, and there's like a moose head on the wall. Like, it's so gimmicky like that. And the menu is... It, it can be anything, like chicken and mash or like a pot pie or like like pretty standard chill dinners but the only difference with these restaurants is every single meal comes with like a side pile of female uh, bacon okay right and that's what makes these restaurants canadian because you just like on this female bacon as like a side dish <laughs> and then they can claim themselves to be a canadian dish that's that's probably the only savory thing that i'm like really excited about. <laughs> you know what fair enough no, they're they're all sweet. Oh, God. Okay, I actually don't know if this is Canadian because I know hickory sticks are Canadian. Sure. But does that mean hickory or liquid smoke is Canadian? Oh, uh, I don't know that it's specifically Canadian. I think it's maybe like uh, it's maybe native to like Turtle Island as a whole, but I don't know about. Uh... Oh no, not even. Wow. Okay, I'm looking on Wikipedia right now. The infinite yeah, source of can we do information. Yeah, because I, I I can talk about hickory for days. <laughs> yeah, hickory is a type of tree 
There's around 18 <laughs> species native to China, India, the United States, Mexico, Canada. So no, but it is That's native to Canada at least. So way I off. would say it counts. All right. So yeah. an extension of Canadian hickory. Yeah. We could talk about hickory all day long. Liquid smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love it. I love liquid smoke. Yeah. You mentioned, we were chatting before recording, you mentioned that you had a hickory spaghetti dish. Tell me about that. Oh my goodness. So um, I do love to cook. Um, and no matter what I cook, the the infamous Simon, he'll he'll eat anything. Sure. You know, he, he 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 loves me. He'll he'll eat anything I cook. And I I kind of discovered hickory recently ish mm-hmm. because Simon just had it in his cupboard, and I smelt it, and I was like, "Oh, this smells good." And and that's the danger of that. Uh, same as the danger with like vanilla extract like it just smells so good that you just want to like douse your food in it right and i was making this spaghetti bolognese and i just doused this hickory and the smell was amazing i'm like this is smoky <laughs> spaghetti meat like oh this is delicious and it smelled so good and then i tried it and it was horrendous it just it, like it just it tasted like wood it just tasted yep. like this like like overnight campfire char- like oh it was awful <laughs> and i i left it in the fridge i said i can't eat that i'm ordering something in i don't care um and then the next day it was gone simon ate the whole thing <laughs> and i said why and he said well i just i love you and i don't want you to feel like your cooking should never go to waste <laughs> he ate the whole thing he's a freak but he did it that's amazing and that's 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 when I knew. That's yeah. when I knew. It was awful. That's Tom. It was wow. Awful. You know what? I get that. I um I had never bought liquid smoke before. Uh, before this summer, in fact, the quarantine does things to people. You know, quarantine is really, <laughs> and, uh, really to one. Or actually, maybe before the summer, it might have been like uh, it might have been during the winter, like before I got a grill. Because uh, once I got oh. a grill, I was like, well, I can just you know get. <laughs> actual hickory and, and do the smoking that way <laughs> which um still really really easy to accidentally over smoke something oh, yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. oh god yeah no i i don't remember offhand what it was it was maybe like a chili or like a like a macaroni and cheese or something and i like i just put in just a little too much of the smoke and it was like okay well this mm-hmm. only tastes like smoke it's not good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i'm gonna eat it there's only so much smoke someone can eat yeah God. Until, yeah, until they turn away. <laughs> we tried. Um, I don't know if you saw. It. There was this like viral thing a little while ago where um, you smoke a watermelon and it looks like ham. What? You seen this? That sounds so <laughs> off-putting. Well, so like <laughs> the trick is that you want to smoke it uh, with like a really, really light wood, like a like an apple wood or or whatever. Um, but I smoked it with mesquite. <laughs> And, uh, oh my oh no oh no oh, not only did it not look nearly as cool as it's supposed to look <laughs> when it's done because uh, i didn't like do it properly but also the smoke just like filled the watermelon and so like we would slice a piece <laughs> off and it really just tasted disgusting that's not no that's not good no you didn't gotta be careful with smoke didn't didn't we plan like a barbecue or something for when COVID drops or something? Is this how you're trying to entice me to come over? Or well, like, is this just... <laughs> look, I've never over-smoked okay? meat. <laughs> <laughs> when I do the actual grilling of real stuff, it's great. I just shouldn't ever try to turn a watermelon into a ham. <laughs> come on. 
I mean, the vegan way is the vegan way. I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge you. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, no, but there's, there's way better vegan options that don't involve accidentally filling a watermelon with smoke. Oh man. We, 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 because quarantine, you know, we, we can't like move as much. We can't like walk around. We realized that we were eating like a lot of heavy foods and we're like, Mm. all we do is like sit around. We need to like chill out on how much meat we eat and like sure. how much heavy foods we eat and we switched to vegan meat for like a good month of the quarantine and actually the flavor that you can get from it is amazing mm. uh, we started using this like these vegan sausages oh my gosh they start with a g but they're they're a local sausage I mean, I'll, I'll find them later sure but, oh my gosh the flavor in them is amazing Gustav? so I'm, I'm not that's the one there we that's go the one. <laughs> yeah so i'm not against not against in the slightest sure it's so good it's so good <laughs> Yeah. We, yeah. We also brought a grill as well. So we'll practice. We'll practice and then we'll we'll meet again when it's legal. That's it. Once 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 it's legal to to have a, you know, backyard grilling party, we'll uh we'll do it up. No, we're all just gonna be such different people. That's oh, insane. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> it's it's really it's really bizarre. Like I feel like I have I mean, I don't think that I changed too much during quarantine except that I started taking anxiety meds like which really? which like is really Good for you. thanks yeah i mean it has nothing to do with the quarantine and everything to do with the fact that i have just been on a waiting list to get a doctor for years and finally got oh one in like goodness. august um, oh my goodness so we like that was a big change to go. what's the secret <laughs> to getting a doctor oh my gosh we're, we're 400 days away right. it says on this yeah oh my no i i think i when did I do this? I got on the list like when Toby was it was either when Teffer was pregnant with Toby or when Toby was like very very small. Like I think it was 2018 and I finally got a doctor this year. So Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh it's, my goodness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it took it's, a while. It's, it's tough. It's yeah. really really tough. It was it's been scary at times and sure. I'm still in school. Right. So thank goodness I'm able to call up the school to use the school doctor but like it's so insane how hard it is. It's yeah. really, really scary. This year especially, it was just like, wow, we, we cannot we like we cannot see anyone if we need to. Oh right. man, it's insane. It's insane. No, definitely. I there's oh, even okay. like even having a doctor, there's like a handful of things my doctor just can't do for me this year. She's like I I like am pretty sure I have a garlic allergy and like maybe some, maybe something else and uh no way i know it's the word i mean i still eat garlic i just feel bad afterward um <laughs> but like i asked her i was like can i get an allergy panel done at some point because i've just never had one and like i'm almost like i'm in my like late 20s i should probably do that sometime soon yeah and she was like yeah uh would be great if i could do that for you unfortunately <laughs> there's a pandemic oh. so no Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's uh it is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. I'm, I'm I'm super optimistic. I really am. I I think this next year is going to be one of the most historically incredible years. I whether that be just because everyone's vaccinated or whether that means that people come together in a certain way or whether that means there's Rioting, I don't know. I think it's just going to be a really interesting year to watch. Yeah. It really, really is. I think... Like this, 
I think for all that 2020 was kind of a shit show, I think 2021 will hopefully make up for it. Well, I, I read this quote once, which I really, really liked. And I, I try not to get too like emotionally attached to quotes, but I did like this one where it said that some years are questions and some years are answers. And mm. I kind of like to think these two years were those. Like one was the question and one is the answer. Or yeah. The next I like year's that. a question that you're following is the answer. I don't know. Something like that. I thought it was pretty cool. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm holding on to anything at this point. <laughs> anything will do. Anything will do. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Um, speaking of questions and answers, Lauren, I have one final question for you before we Thanks. wrap up. If there was one thing that you think that someone who you know lives in Canada but feels like they don't really have an experience of Canadian food, what do you think is like <laughs> the thing that they should try? I might regret saying this, but okay. No regrets. All food is good food. You you get yourself you get yourself to like a Christmas market or a Canadian market in the winter or whatever. And excuse my French. Okay, my French is horrible, but the the um the tier de hab sur le neige. Oh my goodness. Tier de hab sur le neige. Oh yeah. I'm just going to yeah, say yeah. it in English. I'm going to say it in English. Maple in the snow yeah a maple of the snow oh my for, goodness for you... what it's worth for what oh it's worth God. i think 90 percent of people from here just call it tear <laughs> so and you got that part no so. one no one has been kind enough to tell me that you can just call it tear <laughs> no yeah that's everyone just <laughs> says what the hell are you talking about so tear yeah so maple is here from the snow i think it is the most like no matter where you're from mm -hmm. the snow falls you have access to the tier yeah and that is why i think it's the most canadian because like no matter what province i've lived in you go eat the taffy in the snow you go eat the brown snow yeah and you know someone just rolls it up for you and you get this nice little sugar high and i've never seen anything as absurd as that <laughs> anywhere else in the world it's great that, that's why i feel it's the most canadian experience it's Absolutely. great because it's so like it's kind of like fun and like charming <laughs> and that's so canadian you know but it also is like yeah. it's like you don't all you need is a stick <laughs> Because the rest of it comes from nature. And, and I think that's beautiful. That's such a good answer. Thank you. I love that. I love, I love how you said it, too. All you need is your finger and some nature. Oh, and you God. Got it. You I do not want to dip my finger directly in maple syrup. That's a nightmare. I'll, I'll take a stick. Thank you. Oh, my God. Take a stick, take some nature, and you just roll it up, and there you go. Nature's lollipop. Nature's sucker. There you go. Yeah, it, it's, such a, it's such an endearing an endearing meal yeah i'll call it a meal whatever yeah it's yeah. it's you know it's a treat yeah yeah <laughs> an endearing an endearing treat and if anyone's visiting canada for the first time especially here in the winter you got to try the maple in the snow and uh, feel like a kid again and tell your friends back home yeah if you're listening to this in uh, winter of 2022 or beyond and you're visiting <laughs> canada come try our taffy snow <laughs> and you'll see why we are the way we are exactly the tumble oh man well lauren thank you so much this was a lot of fun this was so much fun <laughs> uh before i let you go do you have any final words of wisdom or uh things you want oh. people to plug now's your chance plug away i don't think so just have a really healthy happy holiday i know it's going to be really really hard but you know get through it and then next year party harder yeah i think that's, I think that's what i have to plug it's it good tidings in 2021 
And uh, and where can people find uh, your music? Yes, if they want um, to check that out. You, I, I'm now at the point you just can Google it, which is really exciting. I know. Uh, Lauren Taggart, <laughs> just Lauren Taggart. Um, Spotify, Apple Music, my website, um, Facebook, Instagram, anything. Lauren Taggart, L O R Y N, Taggart, like like the Scottish detective, and you're and you're golden. <laughs> awesome, and yeah. I'm gonna I'll include a link to your website and maybe a link to Thanks. Spotify? Question mark Maybe Bandcamp. Spotify, Where do you make Spotify, more money? Probably Bandcamp, Spotify. right? <laughs> Where do I make more money? That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, making money. What is that? Oh, what is what am I? Oh, if you'd like to give me my eight cents a stream, please, please allow yourself to go to Spotify and, and I'll be happy to see you there. Awesome. Well, Lauren, thanks again. This is great. Thank you so much, Tom. So much fun. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Up for Discussion. Do you have a favorite kind of Canadian food? Like I said earlier in the show, I would really like to hear about it. Tell me all about it on Twitter and Instagram at DownWithTalking or at Tom Zalatni. If you like this episode and want to help me make the show even better, you can head to patreon.com slash upfordiscussion to donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you'd be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall, and Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Erica, and Chantal. Patrons get access to all kinds of fantastic perks. It's definitely worth checking out at patreon.com slash up for discussion. We also have merch and you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at Public. And of course, you can support the show for free by leaving a rating or review on your podcatcher of choice or by sharing this episode with a friend. Our theme music is by Zach Ingalls and our cover art is by David Flam. You can find links to support both of them in the description of this episode, as well as links to support all of the things that Lauren mentioned during our conversation. Last but not least, this show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. See you next week when I talk to Giovanni Colantonio about afternoon snack. Singular. Tune in to find out why. There's a little cliffhanger for you. God, my throat is a mess. It just takes a little time It takes a little time It takes a little time with me I hope you don't mind We'll take it slow this time I'm Tefra Jemian, the producer and host of the Yeah Podcast, a young adult lit review podcast focusing on amplifying the diverse voices in YA literature. Join us as we dig into the world of young adult books, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what YA lit can teach us at any age. Discover the world of YA Lit through exclusive author interviews, book reviews, genre smackdowns, and more. The Yeah Podcast, available through the Upward Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah! Dungeons. Dragons. Canada. The Multiverse Theory. Corgis. Queer representation. Reconciliation. Angels. Demons. Squirrels. Moose. Moose and squirrels. Sorcerers. Dinosaurs. Forests. Giants. Rogues. Warlocks. Plains. Sewers. Lavender. Natural Toonie. A Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Right here on the Upford Network. (laughs) Ah, 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 ah.